Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Not So Serious. It has been a while. Uh, welcome back to the podcast for students by students, where we talk about all issues that students face in the 21st century. I'm your host, Adi. I am a 18-year-old law and business student at the University of Warwick, and I'm a digital marketing consultant. And I'm Neil, an ongoing soon-to-be third-year computer science student at Sunway University. Before we continue this episode, uh, we would first like to apologize for our hiatus. We have both been um, quite busy and unable to get our timetables to match, but rest assured, we'll be definitely pushing to try and get more episodes out in the near future. Yeah, um, our team is expanded. We've got more things coming along. It's just been a very busy time and we apologize for the delay. Um, but with that being said, let's get into it. Uh, Leo, how have you been? What's been up the past few weeks? Pretty all right. Uh, past few weeks, finished my semester, which is why I'm ongoing to year three in a couple of weeks. Uh, with that being said, just found out last night that I've got my subject selection for next semester today. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, and yeah, just generally been chilling and enjoying the break. That's cool, man. Um, well, for me, I am... I'm going to university soon, I'm going to the UK soon. So there's a lot of work being talked on that. Uh, my business has gotten its, its kind. We're working on that right now. And I just got a lot of work going on. I'm very, very busy these days. Um, but Leo, I just want to talk about something a little bit curious, um, something that you mentioned with your university work uh, last couple of weeks. You were talking about feeling really stressed about all your workload. Do you want to share with the audience your takeaways from that before we get to this week's topic? Yeah, definitely. So to, I guess, save the nitty-gritty details, um, I think it, it comes down to over-promising and uh, to correct what Ali said, it's more like workload outside of university and trying to fulfill everything that I'm committed to. And it definitely, well, part of the reason why I was so busy was trying to clear all that up and to really meet those commitments. And in some ways, it's really difficult to stay on track with what uh, today's topic is about. So how, how like, let's just, let's just focus a bit more on that. Like, how, do you, how did you feel having all these things that you've committed to and having university on top of that? I think it's very, it, it feels, in some ways, it feels good because you want to be someone that is oh, I'm doing a lot, I'm doing all this and that, I've got this going on, this going on, I'm so busy, I'm doing everything. But on the other side, when you feel like you're not really getting near it like you thought you would when you started, it's very demoralizing. And in some ways, it can make you lose sight of what truly, or what your, what your true aim is. Right. And so what have you come to like have you have you come to a decision have you come to a conclusion what would you tell other people who i have a problem with taking on too much yeah i think at some point we have to realize that just branching out and trying to expand our base of knowledge or try new things has to stop and we have to specialize to really give ourselves the best chance of letting all those skills compound into the future. Because we know, and you, all, you and I know, that just by doing many different things very lightly and not really going having depth 
and really getting into something, uh, into a particular field or particular set of skills, you're never really going to, um, well, get good at anything. Do you think that this is this, like? Do you think that this involves saying no to a lot of things? Is that something that you're saying? Eventually, yes, because uh, you will have to face a time where the things that you used to say yes to no longer allow you to um, carry forward. And I think this is the analogy that I gave you in private conversation before this, but think of it as uh, getting a puncture while you're driving. If you get a puncture while you're driving, you can't just keep driving normally because you're not going to reach wherever you want to reach. You have to take stock of the new situation. Whether that may be, you know, you've decided that you want to um, specialize into something. And that means you'll have to leave your other, like, more peripheral, uh, so to speak, commitments behind and say no to, no to them in the future. You have to take stock of the new situation and make changes uh, so that you can be what you want to be. And you can achieve Ooh, your... That is the takeaway. And you can achieve right? your life purpose. You need to understand that uh, sometimes you are going to have to face choices. You have to learn how to say no to certain things. It's something that I'm working on towards um, as well. So how do you know whether you need to say yes or no to something? Because opportunities knock at your door sometimes. Sometimes you get a job opportunity, sometimes you see a university fair. There's so many things that you can do. 21st century is allowed so many various options. How do you know which ones you want to do? Well, the answer is, like Leo said, you want to look at compounding skills. You want to look at something that eventually leads you somewhere. Um, and that means having a purpose, that means having a goal. And that brings us to today's hypothetical question. Drum roll, please. I don't have drum roll effects. Please keep watching our podcast so that we can get sponsored to have drum roll effects. But today's topic is hypothetically, what if we didn't have purpose? What if, what if humankind didn't have purpose? So let's, let's talk to you, Leo, first of all. Um, how would you feel if you didn't have purpose in life? I think we have to preface this with, with going back to basic biology, right? Our our fundamental our fundamental purpose is to reproduce and to die. That is the core purpose of human beings, of any organism, right? So I think everyone has inherent purpose in that sense, right? I mean everything living in this on this planet has inherent purpose, which is or yeah, which has inherent purpose of you know like reproduce, keep existing. So that's your, your inherent purpose, if that's like the simple answer. But to expand it a little bit more, and I'd like, to get, I, I'd like to hear your thoughts on that inherent purpose. But then there's also what we as humans define our purpose to be. Like, and then what do you want to achieve in your life? And, probably like uh, a good way to put it is when you look back on your life, like when you're old and dying, what do you want your life to be rem remembered as? Or what do you want to, what kind of emotions do you want to have when you look back on your life? So that's kind of what um, purpose or life purpose means to me. So I'd like to get to know your thoughts on that as well. 
I, I vehemently disagree. Um, I think um, for those for those who are under the age of eighteen who listen to a podcast, I don't I don't think there are. But if you are, please don't think that the only purpose you have in life is having sex. Um, that is not the advice that we're giving you here at this podcast. Um, but let's let okay let's let's talk a little bit on that right. Like this, I okay. Biologically speaking, reproduction for the purpose of organisms reproducing is to maintain their species, right? You, you want to ensure that you have a pipeline of people to carry on your legacy. But let's look at this in, in terms of action, right? If you look at animals, I think a very good thing is, is looking at how animals behave uh, with respect to what they do when they are alive, right? If you look at normal, like animals take care of like themselves and their young ones until they are like old enough. Like that, that's generally the, 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 the trend line is what you see like that, right? In, well, in some cases you have animals that don't take care of their young ones at all. It's like you born, go fucking kill for yourself or die. Like it's, it's pretty hardcore in the world, okay? Humans are, to my recollection, the only species that preserves for its next generation. And if you look at this, like if you look backwards throughout history, right? Whether this be collecting sticks and stones or having or forming tribes, right? You have this sense of community and creating. And I, I don't think this sense of community is something that is unique to humans, but what is unique to humans is our perception of time. Because for most animals, right? Like they, they think about the near past maybe because you have like, for example, dogs who are scared of fireworks because of a bad accident or something. Like you have that, but humans, they are able to recollect their past and feel bad about it and also think for the future and feel anxious about it. And I think that leads to a really big sense of like perseverance or like make sure the next generation is, is okay, whatever you want or not. So I think, I think there, is, there is that discrepancy in that. I think that it's bigger than that. But I think circling back to my main point, community is a huge thing. I think that's something that humans have taken to a whole nother level. I was listening to this podcast um, and this, this author of this book was talking about how when you, when you look at the definition, a lot of people, when you ask them, what do you want out of life? They say they want to be happy, right? But the thing is, if you look at most definitions of what the word happy is, happiness is a state where you feel enthusiastic or you feel like you have dopamine in your brain, like in your body and, and you feel euphoria right? But you can be happy one minute and be sad next, right? I think like you can't live a happy life, per se. You're going to be sad, right? People who are happy very often, like a lot of them also don't feel meaning. And so I think that purpose, when we, when we talk about purpose, I think it's less about happiness. And I think it's more about finding meaning in life. Definitely. You know, I mean, getting yeah. yourself out of bed. Yeah, so, yeah. so let's start. You know, what do, what do you think? I mean, I think when it comes to getting, you need something to get yourself out of bed in the morning. I think that is a very good point. Like that is what we can boil like life purpose or meaning down to. I think for a lot of people, especially when um, looking at some of the articles I've just quickly Google searched like a couple of days ago for this podcast. 
when you search up purpose or life purpose into Google, many articles you'll get will state something about how life purpose is generally positive, and it is. There's, I don't think there's a big, there's a definitive negative, at least in, in that I can think of, that would be um, uh, a negative of life purpose. And I will link a few of the articles that I've looked at to come to this conclusion uh, in the podcast description. But generally, when you say about you live a meaningful life, not a happy life, I think when, when somebody says, I want to be happy um, with their life, I would disagree with you on that, in that it's more like meaning rather than happiness, because you'll be happy instead. I think if on average you want to think about your life as, you want to feel happy when you think about your life. I would take that perspective on the phrase on that um, wanting to find happiness as your as your life purpose. And and that's a whole different podcast episode on itself of what is happiness and how do you how do you class happiness and how do you achieve happiness? That's we'll not get into that today. It'll be too much. And it's too off topic. I think life purpose doesn't have okay. To me, at least, and this is my own personal opinion, not, not derived by the articles that I've read, but it's your life purpose is something that no matter what, you will be able to hold on to and you will be able to guide yourself with it. If not, your life purpose must be something that is, is in that sense, dependent on yourself. And how do I say this? Yeah, it's something that, that no matter what happens, you will always have from once you have it. Or once you figure it out, or once you find it, it's not finding it, figuring it out, growing it could be different for different people. That's my personal opinion. It's very, very scattered, but I think like to to live is to die. Okay. Every everyone who has ever lived knows they're gonna die. Like, okay, you're gonna die. Uh, and I think that when you when you live your life without purpose, you are just living until you die. And I don't think that's a very meaningful way to live your life. Right. I think it's much better where you, okay, you know you're going to die, but you might as well die going at something, like doing something that you're like chasing. You know, like you take anyone, right? You take, you take someone like, uh, for the lack of a better term, like, let's just take Greta Thunberg, for example, right? I'm, I'm sure she's very well aware that she's going to die one day. But rather than like just living a life that's predetermined, I guess, so to speak, to until she dies, there's this thing where it's like, okay, this is like climate change, something that I want to fight for. It's something I'm going to work towards. And it's something that I think it gives you a lot of sense of security when you are ha- unhappy with your life. Because I think life's all about ups and downs. And I think that, I think when you have a sense of purpose, I think it, it kind of tides this way. And speaking of which, I was reading a bit of uh, some philosophy, some Marcus Aurelius um, in his book, Meditations, where he talks about how humans have their innate 
sense of duty is to do. You should do something with your life. It's, it, is, it is as if the plants know to bloom flowers. You know, it's part of our nature as beings to do. There's been no part in history or no time in history where humans did nothing. You know, like there was yeah. always like there was always they were always doing something, right? There was something that they were doing. There was like a sense of purpose, whatever the reason it may be, whether it was in search of religion, whether it was colonization, there was always something to do with it. And I think that let me let me like I think yeah. I think so with with people, I think it's the same thing. And I think one thing, one underrated benefit of purpose, I think, is it's not even about the purpose at the end of the day. I like it, I think if you if you realize this, right? Like if you look at a lot of stories. A good, a good hallmark of a good story isn't about the end. It's about like it's about the journey of finding that. It's about the journey of executing your purpose. And Marcus Aurelius has this quote where he says, "What stands in the way becomes the way." Um, insert, do you know the way joke? <laughs> um, but what this essentially means is that when you when you face an obstacle, right, that eventually becomes part of your journey of becoming better to achieve your purpose. And all of these things only happen when you have a purpose because if, if you don't have purpose, obstacles are just hard things, man. Like it's just shit thrown at you. Yeah. Now, yeah. I still want to come back and reiterate this because when you mentioned innate purpose, right? Like, I think, I, obviously, I, okay, I'm not going to advocate and say this is how it is now. Like, human purpose now is far more complex and complicated than what it was however many hundreds of thousands of years ago when humans right. first came about, right? When humans first right. came about, humans were akin to any other animal in that respect where your fundamental like driving factor of to get up was to not die on that day. Like you had to get up because you don't get up. You are just going to, you're not going to have food. You're not going to have uh, water. You are... You are, your own survival is threatened if you don't do things, right? And that applies, I'm going to say this very generally and very broadly, but I would presume that applies to every human that lived, like, that was, yeah, every human that lived was to get up, was to contribute, was to try and survive. And as we progress and as we've gotten more as humans have evolved to be able to build societies and build systems and uh, civilizations whereby the, the survival need to grow food, to find food and water and to not get eaten by animals is no longer a threat. Those things like neither of us are going to have to wake up today to think I've got to like, block the rock I, i'm gonna like get, find a big rock to put it in front of my cave and keep a like a mountain lion comes and eats me in the middle of the night like we don't have to worry about that so our at this point in time everybody's life purpose is a lot harder to find because we cannot just we just following our innate primal instincts of life purpose which is wake up don't die reproduce and then eventually pass away. Those things don't I, apply anymore. Those things don't apply anymore. 
right? Because I, we don't have the I, same challenges. I, if you get one I thing. I don't, I don't, uh, I think that's a bit of a reductionist way of thinking of things. Um, first of all, I think, yes, by and large, most people don't have the same um, thing where it's like, okay, wake up, uh, do stuff, if not die, if not, if not eaten by a jungle tiger or something. Get done. I, th I think, but <laughs> we still very much have people, especially people who are affected by this lockdown and COVID-19. Yeah. Whose, whose primary purpose right now is survival. Wake yeah. up, like, where do you find, where do I put food on the table? Mm -hmm. I think it's still a very real struggle to a lot of people. But I think the complexity of purpose, right? Maslow, um, Frederick Maslow has this hierarchy of needs for, for business motivation, right? And then it goes something like this. It goes physical needs, it, uh, physical needs, social needs, esteem needs, self-actualization. Self Right, which basically means that once you have once, for example, this is this is in context for an employee, right? The first thing you need to give your employee, you need to give them a job with a contract, you need to give them money, right, so that they can buy food and protect their family. Once those baseline needs are taken care of, then those humans, those employees, to continue to be productive, they are going to need more. They are going to need a sense of community. They're going to need friends as well. So you want to build a nice culture. Then after you have culture, then they want more things. You want to give them esteem, you want to give them promotion, you want to give them validation, so on and so forth. And then lastly, you want to help them realize their, what their aspirations and ambitions and help them achieve that, right? And so those work on a level basis. And the same thing applies to humans. Yes, our purpose is no longer to like fight to the death, but that doesn't mean our innate purpose isn't there anymore because we have levels. So for those people whose innate purpose is no longer uh, food and water and putting food in there or not getting eaten, now your innate purpose is going to be something else. It is a challenge to find it, but it's still something that exists within yeah. everyone. I, I think as students, I think everyone who, who lives in a modern developed world where you don't have those particular set of challenges, I think you kind of owe it that you have a set of ideals, a set of purpose that, that kind of pushes at least you, if not human race forward i guess mm. i mean yeah definitely like it's like we said just now it's gotten so much more complex and keeps getting more complex to find um what your purpose is because in a way everybody is i would make the broad generalization that everybody sort of in some way, shape, or form knows that they that they should have a purpose on this, like while they're alive. Well, they they everybody sort of feels that they have a purpose. It's just what is it, right? And coming on to or I guess moving the topic or pushing the conversation forward to actually getting on to finding purpose instead of just oh. doesn't exist. Um. I think when it comes to finding purpose, for most of us, it's been, or at least for me, but I would imagine if my knowledge of you is uh, sufficient, then it's been about, it's been, a, it's been through a lot of self-reflection, a lot of experimentation, a lot of trial and error of what do we like, what do we not like, what do we want to do with our lives, what, uh, what, ex what excites us, and 
It's important to show only what makes us want to get up in the morning. And what also that and what keeps us held together when we face like tough times of being demoralized, not being overwhelmed, burning out. What keeps us actually sticking on the path that we're on instead of just throwing everything up in the air and going, well, I tried. I think, yeah, so let, let, let's talk a bit about, about finding purpose, right? And I think one, one, one framework that is so popular that there are going to be people who cringe at the sight of hearing this is Ikigai, which is a Japanese proverb for like life purpose, like meaning, right? finding your Ikigai. And Ikigai is, is, a, is basically it's a very complex Venn diagram. And um, to our video editor, uh, Ching Nam, if you could be uh, an angel and insert the picture of Ikigai over here in a nice editing format so you can see it, um, that'd be great. And we will link in, in the show notes, we'll link uh, a picture of what the, the thing looks like. But essentially, right, it's divided in two sections of um, what you love, like your passion, your mission, your profession, and your vocation, right? And so those are the four quadrants, right? And so you're looking at something that you love, something the world needs, something the world would pay for, and something that you're good at. Those are the things that you're looking at. So if you love something and it's something that the world needs, then that's your mission in life. Because you like doing it, something that the world needs, right? Let's say I love animals. The world needs to be conserved, like we need to conserve animals, right? That's my mission. If there's something the world needs and you're getting paid for it, that's a vocation. That's your, that's your job. It's something that you may not necessarily like, but there's a demand for it and you're getting paid for it, right? Like being a programmer. I know lots of guys who are not, who don't love programming. They're just doing it because it, it's good money, hmm. right? There's something that you can get paid for and you're good at it and it's a profession. It's more than just a job. It's something that you can climb up, right? You're, you're actually good at doing it, right? And that's something you're good at and something that you love, which is called a passion. You're good at it. You love it. It may not be necessary. People may not pay you for it, but it's something that you like. People who are really good at playing video games, right? They have a, a burning passion for video games. They're going to be esports players. If I don't play video games, the world would not end. But it, you know, it's something that you like to do. And yeah. all of these combined, doing something that you love, doing something that the world needs, doing something that you can get paid for, and doing something that you're good at, all of these combined is your ikigai, right? Um, but I think Ikigai is such an abstract thing, right? And I, I want to go into a bit more practicality of things. But before that, Leo, what do you think about these like abstract notions of finding your purpose? I mean, I suppose it's uh, now that's the first time I've heard about it, that particular concept. But I suppose it's a way of it's a way of hmm identifying or or being able to visualize what some people have have sort of try to write it down like a like a guide so it is abstract but it's also an attempt to make it more accessible and and more easier for people who don't realize it because not everybody's going to realize the same thing who haven't realized it to maybe put a framework or to 
give them a new perspective. Um, in that case, I think it's, 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 I mean, perfectly fine to know about, but as we keep repeating almost every episode in the podcast, is it's all about understanding yourself. It's, all of these abstract concepts don't matter if you can't apply them to yourself. And so that's why I think we've mentioned very heavily about self-reflection and... Um, yeah. And I think I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty scientific guy. Like as a humanities student, I'm pretty scientific. And Leo's very right when he was talking about experimentation. Right, because the more the more I've worked in digital marketing, the more I've seen the the benefits of testing. And I think the thing that Ikigai or only these abstract concepts where they ask you to list down things, they forget to include that element of testing. So my advice to you, right, if if you're a student and you think you don't know what your purpose is, or you have a vague idea, you're not quite sure. Because let me tell you something. Like I I used to be someone who was very unsure, of it, right. And, and this, this means like even very as recently as this year, where I'd be like, I kind of like this, but I also kind of like this, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not. Look, your trust issues aside, the only way you will succeed is if you completely have blind faith in what you believe in. If I, you have to go all in, there is no other way. If you, if you say, okay, I like medicine, then medicine is your life, like not, nothing else. Like, no, I mean, not, not nothing else. You can have other hobbies, you can have other professions, but when you when you make a commitment to it, then go all in. If that is truly your purpose. If you find another one on the side, then so be it. But the only way you will know is if you test it out. So if you say, okay, I have this idea, maybe this is something that I'm into, go do it. Go go find a club that allows you to practice that. Go go do an online class or an online course that teaches about it. Create a side project that allows you to experiment with it. Right, and really, really test that out. I think there's so many levels to it. For example, like, okay, say, say you're, you're looking at, okay, maybe my purpose, or maybe something that I like is coding, right? Like programming software, software development. Okay, it's a buzzword today. Um, first, do something that's very low, low, low effort, right? Low effort, low reward, just for you to get an answer. Do a course, read up about it, see if it interests you, first of all. If you're doing the course, it's kind of interesting. You're reading about it, kind of, kind of nice. Watching all these YouTube videos, kind of fun. Then go join a club or something, or talk to people who are in the industry. Then slowly start doing a project. If you enjoy all of this after this far, then do an internship, right? And see whether you like it. The only way you know is if you test multiple things and you see which one you like the most. You know, like Leo and I, we did, we did events, we did a um, whole host of stuff before we found out there's something that we like and we're still finding it out i could decide something else like next year and i'm completely fine with it right because the skills transfer but at the end of the day it's about what what gives you that inner sense of like fire to drive yeah definitely i think and and on that to add on to what you said about or what you're saying um for us majority of things if you really really if you do specialize in something and you find that you like something, in many cases, finding out how to earn a living from it and how to be able to satisfy your physical needs like food, food, water, um, shelter, is, I wouldn't say easy, but it's definitely 
possible, or more than possible. It's, it's like, it's, for example, I'm trying to get into, um, with computer science, I'm trying to, or I'm looking at branching into urban development or urban planning a little bit. Um, but from the perspective of computer science. Now, do I know for certain is there a market there that will want a set of skills that I developed from doing small projects combining the two? No, I have no idea. But I do trust that there will be that there will be a way that so long as I stick stick enough time and effort and learning into these fields or into these mixture of skills that I have, somewhere there will be a need for it, right? But if I don't do that, and if I don't, and if I decide that, oh, because I don't know if there's a, a, a skill there, or I don't know that there's a, there's a market, and I decide to back down, and in some ways back away from, um, achieving my purpose, whatever it is, then I'm definitely not going to find the means to survive. You know, so even if it doesn't look like your purpose or your skill set, which are independent of each other, but um, I would, for the, for the purpose of my argument, I'm going to use them together. If your purpose and skill set don't seem like they're going to get you anywhere now, like what Adi said, the blind faith can, is very important. I would agree with you on that. Yeah, um, I guess at the end of the day, the question is, do you know the way? <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, but I, guess, I guess that that is up at the end of the day, just my closing thought. Um, it's really incredibly important to find your purpose. I think um, especially as a student, it gives you, it just gives you a lot of happiness when you, when you get those really small wins from the purpose. Um, and just keep testing, ladies and gentlemen, just keep asking us about what it is you're going through at the minute. Self-awareness, self-reflection, such an important thing. Um, have those conversations with your friends, have those conversations with yourself. Um, I think that you will go a very, very long way. Uh, for those of you who don't know, our podcast is also going to be hosted on YouTube. Um, and our channel not to see us we will be creating we will be posting this on our instagram uh, very very soon which leo will uh, talk about and so thank you so much for listening to another episode of hypothetical leo do you want to close it off yeah and i think i would just like to also give my closing statements as well um if it helps or if it, if it gives any sort of inspiration um throughout all this talking we've never stated our own purposes that we've you know sort of figured out so far so for me, I would just to condense what I feel my purpose is at this moment, at least what I've figured out of it so far is that uh, I believe my purpose is to help as many people as possible and to try and do my best um, for the world for what time I have on this planet. Um, and that's, that's what I've determined so far. And moving on to close them out uh, and talk about Instagram and social media. So as Vani mentioned, our Instagram 
is not so serious, which is NOT, uh, SO, SRS. We will put it in the in the podcast and on YouTube video description when we get to that point. As well, thank you so much for listening, and we will attempt to see you next week. <laughs> no, we will. We will do our best. We will see you next week. Thank you.